Good morning and welcome back to the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Wolt. This is the very last episode of Season 3, and on this show I generally interview the coffee professionals of the West Coast and occasionally try to help us all get a little bit coffee smarter in the process. I generally do that by asking coffee experts coffee questions. Experts like Siri Simran Kalsa, the executive director of Coffee at Lofty Coffee Company, or Chris O'Brien of Coffee Cycle, coffee education questions like, how much does water temperature matter, and what's the difference between first, second, or third wave coffees? You can find those answers on Coffee Smarter episodes of the past, which are always available on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. I use Spotify, but you can find the show on Apple, Google, Anchor, Overcast, or stream it online on thecoastnews.com, or even get it in your email by subscribing to the newsletter on roastwestcoast.com. This is the last episode of the season, so I'll be reminding you where to find the show a lot. And if you've been listening, you already know the show and you know how things go. Today things are a little bit different, so I'm going to suggest that you fill your coffee mug right away. In a little bit, I touch base with Jason Simpson of Camp Coffee Company and Bree McDonald of Leap Coffee to learn more about their holiday plans. And if you head to the newsletter, roastwestcoast.com, there's that website again, you'll read about my visit to the California Roasting Collective, a coffee roasting co-working space helmed by Elliot Reinecke. If you don't know Elliot, you should. He's the roaster and founder at Steady State Roasting in Carlsbad, California, and also half the team behind the collective. Essentially, it is a roasting facility with everything one would need to roast coffee for their cafe or coffee brand. It's a place with the facilities needed not only to learn how to roast, but also to enable someone to scale their efforts. While sitting in their new cold brew facility, I asked Elliot what inspired him to start the Roasting Collective, and the answer was pretty simple. My question for you is this, which is, if you, is the roasting is steady state a bigger part of your business in your life, or is this? Uh, steady state for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The collective is it's great. It's we started it, you know, for the community and for everyone else to make San Diego coffee better. It's our main goal because we all very much believe that we're going to follow suit as the beer industry did. Like I think we're five years behind that. Seven, eight years ago, no one knew what an IPA was barely. Now people are like, I like mosaic hops. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like most of our coffees are like a lot of them are single varietals from a farm. It's like wine, you know. Like, it's just a matter of time. So people start learning more and more and more about it. Um, but our whole goal is to make San Diego better. Because honestly, Seattle's known for coffee. There's like two good coffee shops in Seattle. Like, it's not a lot of good shops. There's just a lot of shops, you know, um, and a lot of tourists that go there. So. Our goal with the collective is to make it known that San Diego is, has good coffee. Yeah. It's different, like we roast coffee different. We roast lighter, more fruity stuff because it's usually warmer, except for like the past year and a half with the marine layer, but it's usually warmer and you want something more fruity and like light for warmer days, you know, for 80 degree days all the time. So like our whole sourcing and roasting and stuff is different. It's kind of for the area in my eyes. So, yeah. um, so our whole goal is just to make San Diego better. So when Elliot was starting out as a coffee roaster, he went looking for a place like The Collective, but he just didn't find it. So he started his own. I'm fairly inspired by his entrepreneurial moxie to basically say, F it, I'll do it myself. And a shout out to Glenn, his business partner at CRC. 
Steady State also does this thing called the Cool Beans Club, which is like a monthly subscription, but only for the coolest beans they can offer. Small batches, unique flavors, sometimes things not even available in the store, which are, quote, featuring special coffees from producers we think are the cat's pajamas. They also provide you with information about those coffees and their producers, and it's a great way to get a little bit more connected to the coffee you drink. I'll link to that in the newsletter at roastwestcoast.com, or you can head directly to steadystateroasting.com for more details. They also share all that on their Instagram, at steadystateroasting. And since you are already online, and probably already on Instagram, probably on your phone, make sure you follow at roastwestcoast as well. Or don't. Social media is terrible, and I appreciate that you listen to the show and share the podcast in real life. But if you do do social media, like I do, by following at Roast West Coast, you'll always be up to date on what's coming out from the show's roast partners, my coffee adventures, and what's on the horizon for the Roast West Coast coffee community. Speaking of coffee adventures, I got up early yesterday to beat the rush at Camp Coffee Company in Oceanside, California. It was a chilly 54 degrees, and by the time I arrived, I was in desperate need for a cup of hot coffee. Camp exclusively serves Bird Rock Coffee Roasters, and I picked up a black coffee and a molasses vanilla bean latte for my wife. I was struck, both by how many people were enjoying the shop on a Monday morning in particular, and the holiday vibe that felt comfortable but not obnoxious and, like, overly shoppy. I was still thinking about that in the afternoon, so I called up Jason Simpson, a former guest on this podcast and the owner of Camp Coffee Company, to see what they had going on for the holidays. I'll just say, Jason, uh, from Camp Coffee Company, how have you been? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Busy in a good way, for sure. Things have been really good at camp, and really, I can't complain. I often catch myself complaining, but I really have nothing to complain about. We're doing pretty good. Yeah, I stopped in this morning pretty early, and I thought I would beat the crowd, and I was in a line out the door, So, which is why I called you today, uh, just to find out what you guys are doing for the holiday season, about coffee, or anything else over at Camp Coffee. Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, I thought maybe you'd ask that. So I was kind of thinking uh, if I was going to share kind of, you know, what I'm pretty excited about, it would be uh, one of our signature drinks for this holiday is a mold spice latte. And also my favorite, which is a mold spice uh, cold foam on top of nitro. So that's probably my favorite holiday beverage. I didn't, I've been thinking about doing it for a while and the packet itself. So I ended up uh, working with my, with my tea guy, his name's Will. And he's actually out of Seattle with B. Fuller Motor and Pestle. And uh, he puts together these beautiful packets of all kinds of spices and dried oranges and stuff like that. And so uh, we've been making a simple syrup out of that. And uh, both the latte and the nitro is doing really well. And I just think from a kind of a handcrafting point of view, it's doing really well. And then um, we're selling the packs and we sold out of them in like three days. So clearly customers seem to be really excited. I think not necessarily for just coffee, but using them in apple cider or making some mold wine, something like that. So that's, that's been pretty fun in the realm. When you say nitro, can you just clarify what you mean by that? If someone comes into the shop, nitro is with coffee, it means what? So it's our uh, cold brew and we infuse it with nitrogen gas. So it comes, has like a nice creamy head on top. So if you were to order the drink, it's about three quarters of the cup will be nitro with a little bit of the mold spice in it. We then add 
some Old Spice syrup into whatever milk you want to use, either our organic whole milk, which I like, uh, oat almond, half and half, whatever you want to do. And then uh, we froth it up and pour the remaining quarter of that on top of the, the nitro uh, cold brew and then a little sprinkle of cinnamon to finish it. I feel like we need to do that with like some Guinness as well, just to see how that all. Probably. I think it would probably be all right. Um, yeah, it would. I did see that you guys stayed open this week a little bit later than normal for the tree lighting ceremony in Oceanside. You had an ornament decorator at the shop this weekend. Any other special holiday things coming up or holiday events or things that people should look out for? Uh, I mean, we're already in the first week of December. It feels like tomorrow it's going to be January. So uh, yes. I don't think people know right away like what to look for. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple of things. Not, so not related to camp, which was brought us some nice business this weekend is the North, North County uh, Transit does uh, this past weekend. And then the weekend coming up, which 12 and 13th, I believe uh, they do these holiday express trains. So it's pretty fun. A bunch of people come in with all these, you know, old wacky vintage shirts and sweaters and, you know, they get on the train. I believe they go from Oceanside down to the Solana beach station and back sing carols and you know it's kind of like your own little polar express so that's that's coming up uh within the shop our next event is a week from today so the 14th is that right the 14th whatever next monday is next monday the monday night after hours we actually are hosting uh, a return vendor her her business is naughty by nature naughty with a uh, k-n-o-t-t-y and she does macrame workshops so she's uh, going to be hosting a macrame workshop. Uh, like I said, after hours, since we close at four, it'll be a five to seven event. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll be open for her guests. And that should be fun. She's, she did them um, kind of prior to the pandemic. Uh, she did a couple events outside and they were always a hit. So uh, we'll have her back. And I believe, I'm not sure what, the, what we're looking at. I think she has about 10 or 12 in terms of seats available. People are interested. It's $65, includes your first drink, and you can find it uh, through our Instagram on our uh, link tree uh, if, if people might be interested in that. Anything else about coffee or anything else about you? Uh, anything else going on in the world, man? Uh, well, you know, there's lots going on in the world. Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, we're... Uh, you know, we're just, it's interesting, you know, year after year, you know, we've trying to kind of figure out, you know, what's, what's kind of next or, you know, how, how the world's going to be shaping up and how that'll impact business. But we feel pretty good. I mean, people have been coming in uh, both, our, you know, our local customers and people visiting. And so that's really nice. And, you know, coffee related stuff, like I said, other than, other than the, that signature drink, you know, we have, we have a few other peppermint mocha. We do, uh, eggnog latte, uh, in terms of coffee, you know, bird rock coffee roasters is our, is our partner there. And, uh, we just brought in their naughty and nice blends for the holiday. So nice is, uh, a lighter, I guess they say a bundle of joy. So has some Ethiopian, I believe Guatemala in it. And then naughty is a little deeper Sumatra and Colombian is in that. And it's a little heavier bodied cola and dark chocolate note. So those are both selling really well. So that's, that's fun. I always look forward to those two coffees joining the lineup. Does Christmas holiday season 2021 feel more normal or better or different than 2020? Well, it feels normal. So it feels more normal because uh, last year, you know, we didn't have any inside seating. 
So having people inside the shop, you know, especially during the holiday season feels good. You know, we're, uh, as a business, you know, we continue to mask up in terms of working, but I think people coming in and having a sense of normalcy of sitting down and interacting, and it seems like everything is, you know, on, on the customer side, it's really good. But I think having during the holiday season, having people in your shop, enjoying coffee, you know, is, is great. And so definitely a huge difference this year than last year. Yeah. When I stopped in this morning, it was noticeable like the windows had kind of steamed up a little bit and there was just that warm <laughs> feeling. I think it was like 55 degrees or some ridiculous number uh, this morning. And so it was nice to, to come in and get a coffee. And I do appreciate that your staff, I still mask up and I do appreciate that your staff, not only do they mask up, they mask up properly, which isn't always the case, but you could tell everybody's very aware of themselves and being respectful of everyone. And that definitely felt like it was when I come to camp, that feels like a very normal thing for the staff and for the guests for the most part, as far as I can tell. So definitely. Awesome. Well, that's all I had for you today. I appreciate you stopping into the show. Well, Ryan, have a good holiday, you and your family. And uh, again, I appreciate as always uh, throwing some love our way at camp and inviting me in uh, to talk to you today. One thing I love about Camp Coffee is how much they've really made a point to make their guests feel comfortable getting coffee even during the pandemic. They're always wearing masks, even though it isn't required anymore for vaccinated employees, and they've always kept their staff and customer safety at the forefront of their efforts. How they do that while also making you forget that you are in a pandemic while you're in their shop is beyond me. It's a gift to get those moments around other human beings without the anxiety rising too much. And it inspired me to pick up a new patch while I was there, and I was tempted by their winter beanies because, as I mentioned, it was only 54 degrees. I did hold off, but just for now. Check out the camp menu at campcoffeecompany.com and follow at wearecampcoffee on Instagram. They do a great job of making social media fun and engaging with their followers, plus they're always adding new little twists to the menu or events to the shop. During the second half of this season, I've gotten away from coffee vocabulary, but I didn't want to send you into the holidays without a few fancy phrases to impress the family with, or at the very least raise the eyebrows of the barista who already knows your order by heart. We use this word a lot on the show, acidity. Acidity is a characteristic of coffee that we associate with the bright, pointed taste left in your mouth, which increases the overall sweetness of your cup of coffee. It is tasted mainly on the tip of the tongue, and it can be accessed as lively, moderate, flat, or dull. Along with the flavor, aroma, and body, acidity is one of the main characteristics used by coffee tasters when they do a sensory evaluation of a cup of coffee. And just in case we've already used that one on the show, because there have been 59 other episodes, and to be honest, I didn't go back and look, here's another. Carbonic maceration. It's a type of coffee bean processing where beans are kept at lower temperatures in sealed tanks for up to three days, which is longer than the normal processing time. The restriction of oxygen and the increase in CO2 slows down the process of sugars breaking down, allowing for a longer fermentation period, creating a very unique flavor profile. It's kind of on the cutting edge. There are a lot of coffee vocabulary terms like that that you might not use every day but as you go further down the rabbit hole that is coffee, they'll pop up. And one day someone at the cafe will say, Hey, did you hear about that farm in Costa Rica that is using carbonic maceration processing? And you'll know what they're talking about, and you'll probably have an opinion on it. 
Depending on where you are in your coffee journey right now, that might seem far-fetched, but I promise you it happens. It's happened to me. It may have happened to the head roaster at Leap Coffee, Bree McDonald. Leap was one of the very, very first supporters of this show, but she and they have been so busy opening new cafes and expanding their roastery that I haven't had a chance to check in with them this season, until now. Bree, thank you for hopping on a call to check in with me. It's Bree McDonald now, right? That it is. New last name. Congratulations mm-hmm. on getting married. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a good six months. <laughs> well, in addition to a wedding during the pandemic, you've had a pretty busy year generally. You had the new roastery location early this year, which feels like it could have been two or three years ago, but I know that it wasn't. And then you have the new cafe at Saber Springs and you have something else I'm forgetting about. What's going on at Leap now? Kind of, I guess maintenance and survival is still probably the best, the best way to think of it. Um, we, we do just have the two locations right now. We were at one point looking at some space in Carlsbad that we were really optimistic would work out. And unfortunately, they ended up taking the project in another direction. So we're still still on the hunt for something in Carlsbad one of these days to hopefully be able to rejoin that awesome and faithful community. But I don't know when that will happen because obviously everything is expensive and Carlsbad is a very expensive <laughs> area to be in. So, yes. you know, that's it's a closed door right now, but doesn't mean it will be forever. We have the roastery in Escondido, which has been now um, open for just about a year or almost a year which is super great. I mean, primarily we just use the space for production, roasting, distribution, wholesale clients. Um, We've also started doing some classes for the public, either cuppings or uh, brew methods or espresso. So that's been really exciting. It's kind of a fun like muscle to flex for me to like test my expertise in certain certain subjects and get to share with people. Um, so that's fun. We do a little bit of retail out of this space, but not a tremendous amount. Certainly enough that it helps pay the bills and pay my paycheck, which I appreciate. And typically, you know, we're in a very industrial area, very similar to where we were in Carlsbad, but even I think a little bit more difficult to find. So all the time people walk in and they're like, wait, did I come in the back door? Am I in the wrong place? What's going on? I'm like, okay, let me give you the spiel of, you know, the chaos that we've been through in the last year and a half or whatever. So going well here, Saber Springs is doing well as well. Um, We're really loving that community. The space that we're sharing with the restaurant is called Crafted Culture, owned by the same group that owns Death by Tequila and Encinitas and Woku Ramen in Carmel Valley really, really awesome partnership. We like sharing the space with them and we can do coffee for their weekend brunch and they help us out in the kitchen a lot. So we're able to kind of elevate our food options, which is exciting. Um, And then beautiful, beautiful outdoor space that's really family friendly, dog friendly. Um, There's like a bocce ball court and cornhole and stuff like that. So we've got a lot of really exciting reception about how much people enjoy coming there and it's very close to some neighborhoods so it's easy walking distance for people in the Saber Springs area um, that live near there so I think relatively somewhat slow you know foot traffic over time but I think like any new place in a new area it takes time for the word to get out and we're doing what we can to kind of 
market ourselves and do some more promotions on Instagram and things like that to get, try to build our foot traffic. But yeah, we're, we're excited about where we are. Yeah. Your Instagram is kind of constantly has really beautiful stuff coming out of it. I'm always impressed by it. And you say thing, you know, takes time to build up that word. I literally just discovered like four new places less than walking distance away from my house because it's just been such a weird year that you get into your rhythm of going one place, one place, one place and back. And I think, you know, that exploration that you might've had in your own community is, is slowly starting to come back and, and things are growing that way. To see if things sort of go normal. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, I'm hopeful. Inching, inching in that direction, maybe. I am a black coffee drinker and I've always been like black coffee, no room for cream kind of drinker. But this last year has taught me to indulge a little bit more often. You know, why not just like kind of say, I don't have to be that person. You know, I'm not Hemingway or anything. And I've been, I've been ordering holiday drinks. I've been getting things with chocolate and with peppermint and whatever. And I wanted to check in with you to see if you guys are doing special things like that in your shops if you've even had time to plan anything and just, you know, what new coffee is coming out. Cause I know you guys do a lot of, a lot of kind of themed stuff as well that I see on your Instagram. Let me try to kind of keep it fresh and seasonal. Um, so we have three seasonal drinks available, seasonal espresso drinks. Um, we have one is a black sesame bourbon latte, which is very good. It's a little bit on kind of the savory side or the almost like umami because of the black sesame in it. There's, you know, not an extensive amount of bourbon in it and it's cooked down. So there's no remaining alcohol, but you can still taste it. Um, and it's really nice balances really well in a latte. We've had some people put it in cold brew, like the syrup itself in, you know, something else and enjoy it as well. Um, so I think that one's my favorite that we have going right now. Um, we also hypothetically, have, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but hypothetically, yeah. if I added more bourbon to it, that would be okay. I think, I think it probably would, I think it probably would go well with that. <laughs> You know, sneak a flask in and add it in later and see. Well, I wouldn't do it in the store. I'd be respectful about it. <laughs> be a little more, more responsible than that. I got you. Yeah, so we have that. And then we also have a, um, a rum ball latte. So sticking in the like kind of alcohol spirits vein this year, I guess. I'm loving this. Yeah, this one, it doesn't actually have any rum in it. I will preface that. It's just a simple syrup with rum extract in it. And then we sprinkle chocolate shavings on the top of the, of the final latte. I had never had a rum ball before. I had never heard of it. I don't know if it's something you're familiar with or not, but essentially, you know, it's like a chocolate truffle filled with rum, caramel syrup type something um, is what I've been told. So we're trying to capture that flavor in latte form. Some of my first uh, alcoholic, alcoholic experiences as a child were mistaking a rum ball for a regular chocolate treat. That makes and sense. And I learned some very important lessons as a very young adult. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. And you said there was one more, yeah. Yes, we have one more. We have our mistletoe mocha, which essentially is a, it's a peppermint mocha, but we thought it would be fun to kind of spice up the name a little bit. We just add um, peppermint essential oil drops that are safe to ingest, not like, you know, it's not weird like that, um, but we just add a few to the syrup and it makes it like really, really nice and aromatic um, and with and full of peppermint flavor without adding any additional sweetness to it. So it's just that plus our traditional dark chocolate mocha syrup 
really, really nice. Um, that one, that one's a popular one just about every year. Um, we always get asked for it, so we always bring it back. Um, so that one's pretty stable holiday to holiday. But the other two, we kind of wanted to change it up and add something fresh this year to make it more exciting. They're both pretty unique. I don't think I've heard of any of those flavors elsewhere. Obviously, peppermint is kind of like the holiday thing that everyone does. But I was trying to figure out what makes a holiday drink this week. And I've decided that it has nothing to do with anything other than uh, we put a holiday word in the, in the title. I've been trying to decide to myself, like, why do we stop drinking peppermint in January? Why do we stop drinking, you know, apple and cinnamon after Thanksgiving? Like, I'm just going to start drinking that stuff all year and, you know, damn whatever rules there are. Besides uh, the shop and, and kind of that holiday stuff, like for people that come there, anything new coming out of the roastery, um, anything that people can start subscribing to or getting shipped to them? I know a lot of the people listen to the show are not necessarily local. We have a couple really fun, exciting things going on. Um, so to start with, in addition to our three holiday drinks, um, we have our holiday blend available because we always... We always want to bring a fresh coffee into the mix for our more black coffee drinking folk. And this year is called the Merry and Bright blend. It's a blend of a natural Brazil and a washed Guatemala. Um, really, really excited about how it turned out, how it tastes. Um, it's kind of, I believe the flavor notes I put on the bag were chocolate truffle, candied pecan, uh, milk stout and warm, warm bodied. So we kind of wanted to capture some of those really like warm, rich flavors and vibes of the holiday season in a cup, um, especially for those of us based in San Diego that, you know, we don't, we don't really get that holiday feel like the most we get is a sort of rainy day like today, that maybe we have to turn on the heater and put a blanket on because we're, we're wimps and we can't handle the cold. <laughs> So that's, that's always my goal with, with holiday blend flavors, but especially this year, um, was just to try to capture the season of the holiday spirit. And we have that available for order online because um, we ship all over the United States. It's available for retail in our cafes or both at the restaurant and at Saber Springs. Um, and then in addition to that, we've also introduced two new single origins. We have a new Tanzania pea berry, which is really nice for our lovers of African coffees. Uh, and then we have a small lot Guatemala, similarly kind of fruity vibes, like an African coffee, but it's not um, really, really good. I think it's one of my new favorites. So we have those available for purchase as well. And we also just started, uh, we introduced a coffee tasters gift box, which we have available to ship all over. They kind of, it, it takes the, uh, it gives you a chance to sample multiple coffees. So because it's festive, we include a bag of our holiday blends, no matter what. And then people can choose whether they want either two bags total or three bags total. So then either I will give you, or either they can specify, oh, hey, I want to try this coffee or that coffee, or it's roaster's choice. And I'll just put in whatever is fresh and whatever I think they'd enjoy. People can choose whether they want them ground. They can specify whether they prefer blends or single origins. We've, we've already, we introduced it on the first or last Friday possibly, and already great reception. We've had at least five or six ordered over the weekend, which was awesome. So if, if they go well this month, we may keep them around and 
obviously remove the holiday blend from the mix, but just give people a chance to buy a sampler box to get, so here's a feel for what Leap is all about. Do I like it? Um, the bags in the box are a little smaller. They're eight ounce bags versus 12 ounce bags. So again, it gives you a chance to buy more coffees without buying quite as much coffee. You know, even if you're someone like me who drinks coffee every day, I have sometimes like four 12 ounce bags in my pantry at a time. And maybe I should be ashamed to admit that it takes me several months to get through them. <laughs> Especially to try to get through it all while it's still fresh and like in its kind of best thing can be difficult. I did that last year, actually. I sent a lot of coffee gift packs from different roasteries uh, to friends and family back home, back in the Midwest. Um, And it was just a nice way because then they would get it. They would make a cup of coffee. We'd hop on a Zoom call and have a cup of coffee together. And it was just a nice way to stay connected, you know, if you're not traveling for the holidays. Um, Or even if you are, you know, it's one thing that, and I like the year-round idea, by the way, just throwing that out there, because one thing that gets frustrating um, not so much for me, but for my wallet, my budget is that if I want to tr- like really try a roastery, like, and I'm risking it all on one 16, $18 bag, what if I don't like that one coffee where, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to risk it on a second one, whereas opposed to maybe I pay a little more for ounce, but I can get three or four different tries. It's just a better representation, I think of what they're doing, but I didn't want to take too much of your time today. I just want to check in, but anything else about leap, uh, we should jump on today. Really quickly, we do have two um, like promotionals coming up this month, um, you know, to kind of help people finish their last minute Christmas shopping and stock up the pantry for the New Year's starting hopefully by next Monday, definitely by the 13th. We're offering free shipping on two or more bags of online ordered coffee versus currently we offer free shipping on three or more bags. So it makes it a little easier to stock up on some coffee without buying quite so much um, or to buy gifts for people. And then starting the 26th, we'll be doing a brief New Year's sale by to get a third bag half off. So that's some holiday stuff that's coming up. And then otherwise, we're, you know, we're still selling lots of coffee online. We've been really excited how many more people, as the, especially as the holiday season is going on, how many people are buying our coffee. And it's pretty encouraging that you know, despite the chaos of not just COVID, but our relocation and reopening and how much of an upheaval things have felt that there's still there's still a lot of coffee flowing through these doors. So that's exciting. Any concerns about shipping timing? Our goal is always to try to ship in the shortest amount of time as possible, um, no matter what the customer pays for shipping. So you know, even if it costs me a couple dollars more on my end, I'm always going to be choosing that priority mail or, you know, quick UPS ground, whichever is the fastest to get there. I would definitely advise people, you know, always the sooner before the holiday season or, you know, before the holiday itself, you can order. That's definitely going to make it easier from the back end. But, you know, that's another reason why we roast to order as much as possible. Um, If we don't, it's always you know, maybe a, the day before. So it's just off gas a little, but it's still at peak freshness um, to ensure that no matter where that person is located, that they're always getting the freshest coffee possible, at least by, you know, as much of our control as possible. Obviously, if something gets lost or it gets delayed, we will do our best to make it right and we'll send you a fresh bag or what have you. I, I keep saying I'm going to let you go, but I'm just going to like that shipping. I don't think the roast to order thing comes across that people realize what that means as much. Like you place the order online and then the coffee gets roasted. It's a totally different uh, 
thing than like a retail store that's selling a widget and they can just make a hundred of them one day and let them sit on the shelf until they're needed. You know, you, these, this, this is like a, a living, breathing organism type of thing. Like it's ordered, it gets roasted and it gets shipped like that, that quickly. I've seen a few other local roasteries where I've been in their roastery and the order comes in, I watch them roast it and then put it in a bag and literally deliver it that day. It's pretty amazing. I do that often. It's typically why my Mondays are so long because I get so many orders <laughs> over the weekend. And I'm like, all right, these got to go out. We got to get everybody their coffee as fast as possible. <laughs> Bree, thank you for joining me. Happy holidays. Congratulations on everything this year. And I'm excited to, to see what happens next year. We got a whole nother year ahead. Ryan, thanks for, thanks for giving us the time. I know that Leap has world domination plans, and you can follow them and learn about those plans on Instagram, at Leap Coffee, where they announce all of their promotions and new coffees like the Mistletoe Mocha. I'm a big advocate for coffee in its simplest form. My regular order, as I mentioned in my conversation with Bree, is coffee, black, no room for cream. But I have to admit the holidays are fantastic, and it's like you can have dessert in the morning, but without the guilt, just by ordering a delicious latte. Leap also has a great subscription coffee program that makes for a good gift if you're giving gifts this season. All of the details are on www.leap.coffee. Not .com, but .coffee. Leap.coffee. I don't always do this, but I wanted to share something with you about the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. I started this show during the pandemic as a way to engage with humanity and to connect with the coffee community. Before the show, and before we all locked down for a time, I spent a lot of time in coffee shops. And to be fair to the truth, I also spent a lot of time in breweries. But it was the coffee shop experience that I really missed. So, instead of watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Hulu 12 hours a day, I dusted off this old idea I had about recording the coffee conversations I used to have with Chris at Coffee Cycle. And the show was born. Those season 1 episodes last year were true experiments. I cold-called roasters, I set up Google Meets with them, I recorded the shows on my phone, I didn't know how to use any editing software, and frankly I'm not sure I've gotten much better at that part, but I figured that the audience, you, would be forgiving as long as the conversations were interesting. And I think that the stories of how coffee companies got started and how roasters and founders and farmers got hooked on coffee is pretty interesting. And I also wanted to learn how to create a better coffee experience, which is how Coffee Smarter came about. I listened to each of these episodes five, maybe six times during the editing process. It might not take that many for someone who's actually good at this, but sometimes I catch myself just listening to my guests say something enlightening. This show has been growing over the past three seasons. And while I'm still figuring out all of the technical details and the promotional details and learning how to be a better interviewer, thankfully, you guys have kept listening, and some of you have become subscribers, which is amazing because the show and the content is free, but when someone signs up for a paid subscription, it makes a huge difference in the improvements that I can make to each episode. I've also been able to team up with some great industry partners. You guys already know the list. Cafe La Terre, Moster Coffee, Coffee Cycle, Marea Coffee, Leap Coffee, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, First Light Whiskey, Camp Coffee Company, and Cape Horn Coffee Importers. They and you help me cover the costs and keep me inspired to keep pushing the story of West Coast coffee out into the world. Thank you for that. It has been awesome. So awesome. And I think there's a real opportunity to keep growing this show. I recently left my full-time job to pursue this podcast and to write more books. 
It's a privilege that I don't take lightly, and I need to thank my wife Trina for her willingness to let me take this risk. It's one of the greatest gifts I could have received this year. So what does all of that mean? It means more. More coming your way from Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. More shows, more coffee smarter education, more new features like interviews with coffee-loving creative people like musicians and artists. It also means engaging even more with the world. You'll see Roast West Coast out there, hosting events, meeting coffee lovers, and beginning to expand the region this show focuses on up and down the West Coast. New Season 4 episodes will begin dropping the first week of February 2022. But I don't want to leave you hanging. We'll be dropping new Vintage Coffee Smarter episodes and interviews, along with Roast West Coast from the Road moments each week until then. If you were looking for a writing and podcasting and coffee-specific content creator to support this holiday season, I hope you consider subscribing to this show or buying us a cup of coffee. You can find all of the links and details on roastwestcoast.com. Though it would be pretty amazing if your holiday gift plans included such a specific subscription. But if the pandemic has taught us anything, it is that without content creators, we really can reach almost to the end of the internet so I really appreciate your support. If a subscription isn't in your future, no worries. The show will stay free on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you again to all of the guests who appeared on the show this season. A special thank you to Chris O'Brien of Coffee Cycle Roasting and Siri Simran Kalsa over at Lofty Coffee for being our Coffee Smarter experts. I'm optimistic they'll be back in Season 4, fingers crossed. Don't be afraid to pop into their shops and ask them a question. They are deep wells of coffee knowledge. I'm going to leave you with a coffee quote from actor and artist Jim Carrey. I wake up some mornings and sit and have my coffee and look out at my beautiful garden, and I go, remember how good this is, because you can lose it. Actually, in retrospect, that is a little dark. See what I did there? Coffee pun? Huh? It's a little melancholic, so I'm actually going to leave you with a quote from Kurt Vonnegut who is an author I'm regularly reading when I drink my coffee in the morning. This is from, If This Isn't Nice, What Is? Advice for the Young. Quote, He said that when things are going really well, we should be sure to notice it. He was talking about very simple occasions, not great victories. Maybe drinking lemonade under a shade tree, or smelling the aroma of a bakery, or fishing, or listening to music coming from a concert hall while standing in the dark outside. Or dare I say, after a kiss. He told me that it was important at such times to say out loud, if this isn't nice, what is? And I'd say that's how I feel when I take my first sip of coffee each day, and when I get to spend time with you on this show. This episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope this show has found you happy, healthy, and with at least enough sanity to make it through the day. And please, always tip your baristas, and be sure to drink good coffee.
are you still here? Yeah, me too. I'm not really sure what to do with myself now that this season of the podcast is over. Maybe I'll just stay here in the closet podcast booth until season four. It is pretty warm in here. But then I wouldn't be able to get coffee. Hmm. So I think I'll head out into the world. Season four will come soon enough. Until then, make sure you're drinking good coffee. Please be kind to each other. See you in 2022. Thank <laughs> you.